What's up? What's up, everyone? It's your boy, Paul. I don't like that. I should stop using it. We've really got to just get something consistent down because yeah. I feel like I feel like the big thing with the show is going to be the branding, uh-huh. you know. And I think we need to set audience expectations. All right, let's make it more family friendly. Three, two, two one. Hi, I'm Paul. Hello, this is Nick, and we're the Serial Thrillers. Serial Thrillers, and we're here to talk about serial and life. Not the board game. Okay, I think we got close with that one. I think we're definitely getting there. We're we're close. Yeah. Um. You know, I think it. I think it's close enough for for this episode. Yeah. For the third, the one, two, three. Hopefully, if, we release these in order. If we're releasing in order. <laughs> if not, ignore what I said. Yep. Uh. Cool. How's everything going with you? Anything, things are things are good, man. Anything new? Anything exciting? I got the sniffles a bit. Nice. A little cold. You know, it's that time of year. I know. Everyone's like. Holiday cheer, and I'm more like, my, I have a sore throat. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, it. It's a time of year where everyone wants to get together and celebrate. Yeah. Or, depending on when we release this, it's the time of year when everyone's at the beach having a great time. Yes. Or maybe it's a time of year where it's St. Patty's Day and you're going out with your buddies. Yep. Or or it's the time of the year when it's uh, Thanksgiving when it's, when it's Thanksgiving and you're you know you're eating turkey with your best mates yeah or it's Valentine's Day and you're lonely or you're in love basically what you're trying to say is we are uh, abstract of time yes we are just here we're humans on the spaceship that we call Earth yep hurling through the atmosphere So what's new with you? Uh, nothing too much. You know, it's been, you know, things have been moving kind of slowly lately in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I've finally found some time to like breathe and, you know, just. It's just, very healthy. Yeah. You know, you know, take some time to myself, you know, make sure that I'm doing the things that are going to benefit my, my own being in the long run. Your own happiness? Yeah. My own happiness. You know, kind of, I've started doing a mood journal, you know, Ooh. so it's this app where it prompts me like a few times a day, like, how are you feeling? And then I have options from like terrible to rad. And so most of last month I was meh most of the time. Okay. And then most of this month I've been good most of the time. Oh, next month you're gonna be rad. I know. I'm looking forward to it. I, I've only logged rad once. <laughs> oh my god. Could you know the circumstances of, of why you logged rad? I do, and I'm not gonna reveal it to the public, but <laughs> it was definitely a rad moment. I you mean something? <laughs> I'll tell you something uh, off mic. Oh, Speaking right. of Mike, uh-huh. we have a very special guest. Very excited to have him on. He's your boy. I mean, we're not going to do that anymore. Uh, we're going to bring on our good friend, Mike. Mike Bryan. How's it going? Hey, Mike. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us. You know, you know? Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. You know, I know you have a lot of uh, a lot of rehearsals and a lot of shows. Do have a good amount of shows popping up here and there. And it's important to be sure that, uh, you know, everyone involved knows is making all the events that they should be making, right? Yeah, yes, it that's is important. important. You know, when you have a group, it's important that, you know, hypothetically speaking, if it's a group of three people, more than one should show up, especially when two of them agreed to be there. Uh, but, you know... 
you can't always, you know, expect people to commit the same way you do. No, you know, the expectations that we each set for ourselves are not necessarily the expectations that we should expect in others. Agreed. And as long as we're on the same page, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. Well, uh, Mike, we've noticed that you chose a cereal that is very special to you. Yeah. Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa Puffs. You want to give us a little background? Cuckoo for chocolate milk. Wait. Or cuckoo. (laughs) Wait, what, what, what? Why does it say cuckoo for chocolate milk? I thought the whole oh, point of Cocoa totally Puffs. Oh, that totally has to be an effort to, like, make kids want to drink more milk. Because it used to be Cocoa Puffs, and I think kids were just slamming this down, like, Hershey Kisses and stuff. Uh, to give to give the listeners uh, a little more background on what we're talking about, we are looking at the front of the Cocoa Puffs box. And whereas we all know the slogan is Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, for some reason it says Cuckoo for Chocolate Milk. Yeah, but that's weird because I, I can't imagine that's for kids because it's like <laughs> let's it's not like they're saying let's eat let's drink milk like that's healthy for you. Although I'm not sure if milk is healthy for you. That's another topic, but specifically chocolatey milk. Mm-hmm. But it's very much in like a font and a graphic that is specifically designed to appeal to children. Yeah, that's like the that's like your your area of focus on this whole branding thing. What's the mascot's name? Uh, oh jeez, I don't even know. Does he have one? Well, he if he one? if he had a mood, if he had a mood journal right now, rad would definitely be the way <laughs> he's he definitely he's it. definitely rad on the mat or on the on the bat terrible to he's rad also, scale. He's, he's also, like inhaling. He's, he's like, also eating it out of his straw. <laughs> he looks like a couple people I saw at SantaCon earlier. <laughs> oh yeah, it pretty much just looks like he's doing lines of cocoa puffs. Yeah. <laughs> but is he also drinking? Is he just drinking the milk out and then have a dry ball? And then just eat the cocoa puffs. Maybe oh, maybe they're saying that everyone should drink chocolate milk, so that then only the cocoa puffs are left for him to eat. Hmm. Maybe that's it. That that could be like the the subtext of this whole thing. It's the interesting. It is the interesting. <laughs> Mike, did you eat a lot of cocoa puffs growing up? Um, a good amount. I don't want to say a lot. I was very. I was very. Diverse with my choices of cereal. I never, I never really stuck to one per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, Were you like a was cereal your morning routine? At some point, yes. But then I kind of skewed it away. Like when I was in eighth grade and preferred to sleep, I would kind of just not eat breakfast and I'd just scoot right into, uh, right into school. But growing up, being one of six kids, there was lots of different cereal choices because we had to appease to many different appetites. And so there's always a good amount of options. There's at least four or five options every morning to kind of pack in, uh, bring to school with you. Do you find that cereal is a high effort breakfast? There's been some debate on the show lately about whether a cereal is a high, high effort. effort breakfast. Like, do you think that cereal has too many components to make it a simple breakfast? No, I think it's the easiest breakfast out there. I mean, especially for me, I don't drink it with milk, so I could literally put it in a Ziploc bag or in a cup or something, and I'm done. That's it. It's just taking it and pouring it into something. The milk is the messiest. The milk is an issue. I know they That's put some true. efforts in with like the dry milk. I don't know if you remember those. There was a cocoa puff with dry milk where it was like oh, no. You don't remember those? No. Oh what? my god. Wait, sorry. What is dry milk? It's like astronaut milk. I don't even know what it was, but it was like the idea was it was a cereal bar. So I think uh, General oh. Mills, those General Mills made them, and yes, it was like I compacted know. cocoa puffs or yes. compacted. Uh, like cinnamon I think Lucky, Lucky cinnamon Charms, 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 Lucky Toast. Charms. They had a couple of their main cereals. They compacted them, and then it was like 
It was like an Oreo, but where it was like cereal, cereal, and then like You're this right. white substance right. that was, mm. in theory, supposed to be milk. I always thought it was just like a marshmallow. I <laughs> I think it. I think that's what it actually was, but that's not how they. That's not how they pitched it. Yeah. yeah. They actually tried to put milk, just milk on it. Didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> they somehow managed to make cocoa puffs even worse for you because they hold the cocoa puffs together. They had to put like this corn glaze over it to keep it all together. <laughs> well, so I think I figured out the the breakfast health thing today. All right, so the breakfast health thing. Yeah, because we're trying to figure out if they're healthy or not, and and our conclusion was they started making them healthier, to like market to kids now, but. On the last episode, we did Fruity Pebbles, right? Mm-hmm. And the stats were very similar. Yeah. Except the servings were different. So I think what they're doing is you're just changing the amount of servings per container to match. Oh, that's No, yeah. I think I think the serving size on the Fruity Pebbles was also three quarters of a cup. Well, yeah, but it was 11 per box, not 12. Is it a smaller box? No, it's the same size, I think. Oh. Well, you might have just ruined my theory. I was going to say, I think you're, you might be unraveling. I mean, if the serving size, if, if the serving size is the same and the servings per container are different, I feel like they're just different size boxes. By yeah, you really math. blew up my theory. But. <laughs> or the amount of cocoa puffs you can get into the box is different than the amount of like small yeah, compact fruity puffs. But, but I guess my point is that I think they want to limit it so that like this number, the total carbohydrate number, stays around 8%. And 10 with milk. Like, I'll be honest. I don't think anyone's really trying to convey that these cereals are are healthy. I think they're more just, like, trying to get people to eat them. This is definitely a snack cereal, not a breakfast cereal. I think the big issue with cereal uh, health, and we keep coming back to nutrition on the show, (laughs) is that um, three quarters of a cup of cereal is, like, nothing. Like, the serving size is three quarters of a cup. Oh, I definitely took more than that. Right. We each have a bowl of cereal in front of us right now. We we probably use a lot of the box. (laughs) This is probably at least three cups. Yeah. Or at least two cups, which is three servings. Oh. Learning more and more about the industry. Yeah, it's the same thing with, like, a bag of chips or something, where it's, like, serving size is, like, seven chips, and there's, like, 90,000 chips in the bag. Yeah. It's like, okay. It's really messed up. I think uh, my, my thing proposed be everything just by container if it's like under a certain amount like cereal is meant to be eaten not all at the same time yeah but anything that's like a single serving you just just tell us what's in there i was looking at that because some foods actually have to do that i don't know what the line is but like certainly chip companies and stuff they have to put what the facts per the bag is versus the facts per the serving like there's two columns i don't know what actually who has to Yo, do it? Who it, does it? it? It's messed up because I, I I looked at like chips and I was like, oh, baked lays, that's healthy, 110 <laughs> calories, but for the for the bag, 440 calories. Yeah. <laughs> like the, who eats this in four? Yeah. Oh, anyway, my favorite is when you look at like a bottle of something that's in like very small doses, like sriracha, and it's just like there's like a thousand servings of the container. Yeah. yeah. Messed up. So wait. Yeah. So what were your what were the cereal options like? Oh, let's. I have to think through this. I think at any given time, you definitely had life cereal. Cocoa Puffs was a recurring cast member for sure. It was a big oh main favorite. cast, main cast, definitely main cast. Uh, for all se- all all of the seasons, I think all the seasons. We weren't really seasonally driven. Uh-huh. Um, it was a lot of small children who just wanted sweet stuff. Uh, but life was definitely around there because that was more like for my parents and stuff, and like I liked it too. Cocoa Puffs. Lucky Charms made a good amount of appearances. Um, Were there a lot of kids in your household? Like, yeah, oh. one of six. Ooh. Six. So six youngest children. Brutal. And where'd you grow up? Uh, Long Island. So you guys okay. probably probably crushed a box a day. 
Oh, yeah. No, it was a whole issue. And, like, the funny thing with that is there's really no, like, whoever had the last serving of, like, it ruined everyone else's day. The One of the worst, like, it's also putting into perspective how small my problems were as a kid because <laughs> my biggest problem was, like, I would go downstairs and I would go, I'd go for the box of, like, whatever, Cocoa Puffs in this case, and you'd go to pour it and there's just, like, that dust left. Mm. Oh, and you see your that's like, mean. I, I see my brother just like sitting there eating the box, and like your whole day was ruined. That was it. That just like you could you're like I'm just going back to bed at this point. You're I'm like, like yeah. I'm oh. not going to math. This is bullshit. I'll settle for life, not just the cereal. This, this. Ugh. I think many times I'm just like I'm not eating. That's it. I'm not having breakfast. I had my heart set on this since I woke up ten minutes ago, and you know what? My day's ruined. Ooh. Yeah, very dramatic. Well, I'm going to go ahead and pour some almond beverage into my <laughs> I do love the fact that they, it's, it's a politically correct, um, anatomically correct. <laughs> anatomically. Anatomically correct. I do think that yes. m- milk's got to slow down. I would have to imagine that the popularity in milk in America cannot be super high like it used to be. You mean just like it, people? Hasn't it changed? I think so. I think well, mil- people... milk was well, milk was widely believed, at least when I was a kid, as the healthiest thing you could drink. Well, I guess my question then is: is is it that the popularity of it change, or did it did our perspective on when and how often we use it change? Because I think both that one, yeah. but I think yeah. it's both. I think like people have come, ar- and I think like especially with like the rise of like non dairy milks, I think people have started to say like, oh, like if there is. A healthier option, and okay. I think milk has definitely had some PR issues. And for <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, like I think you know, there's been a lot of like science. It's like, hey, maybe we shouldn't eat milk, and hey, maybe the dairy industry isn't gotcha. the best thing for the planet and for cows. And I think people have kind of started to be like, oh, maybe you know, if I can eat something made of almonds, I might be a little bit better. Yeah, I guess just my almond make almond shake makes all the boys come to the yard just doesn't have the same ring to it <laughs> to me well i think part of it too is like um so many people are lactose intolerant and just yeah. like dealt with it for a long time yeah and then they're like oh you can have milk and you won't get sick and then people are like oh yeah why don't i just do i that? have that's where i'm at now i grow i grew some form of a lactose intolerancy as i like got older and it's not that like i'm super allergic but definitely like certain it's things. not worth it it's just, it's just like i don't know i might have a stomach ache if i like add it to my coffee and it's like well you can have almond milk with like your shake and i'm like oh yeah let's do that then that's much better so i could definitely see that point this, this is very chocolatey <laughs> yeah that's why he goes all crackhead on it when he's in the commercials <laughs> it is just <Wow>. chocolate <laughs> yeah i've cocoa puffs was never a staple for me but i definitely had it a few times but i think after taking a few bites of this i remember like how intense the cereal is uh-huh and it's it's got. I like, already have a sugar high. <laughs> I know, and it's got like a firmer crunch than like Kix, because I feel like Kix are a similar shape, but they're a little more fluffy. Yeah, it and gives it, a little, has a little bit more give. Yeah, these are very dense. You know, it's, it's very, these are addicting. <laughs> I know. You can't stop. I kind of want to just have another bowl, and I haven't even finished this one. <laughs> I just want to like crunch it up on the table, and just like. Paul, what is on the back of this box right here? What is going on right oh, now? Oh, it's a chocolatey fun slide. Oh, Sonny. That's his name. Oh, yeah. Oh. Sonny. Sonny's got problems, man. Sonny's got to lay off the chocolate milk. Why do you think they named him Sonny? I don't <laughs> think there's much thought behind it. I, I can't. I'm 
trying to. I think it. I think it just goes back to like subversive marketing into kids, like son, daughter. I'm also thinking because you have Lucky, Tony, Sunny, yeah, Sunny. Just feels right. Fred, Barney, <laughs> Fred, Barney, Barney. Barney. I think it all rhymes with Illuminati. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying, man. I am saying uh, this. This picture of Sonny here. He's now drinking uh, chocolate milk out of a bowl filled with children. <laughs> so it's like some kind of water park, and at the bottom of this slide, uh, it looks like some kind of pool of chocolate milk with cocoa puffs and children in it. And Sunny is just going to town on the milk in this pool. Although, what I realize is that the cocoa puffs turn the milk chocolatey. Yes. So maybe it's not saying have chocolate milk. It's if you put milk in, it'll become chocolate milk. So those kids started off in a regular milk pool. <laughs> right. Okay, and. And you hope as it's all the cocoa puffs, puffs were added in, just a normal everyday milk pool. <laughs> yeah. And as the puffs added in, it turned chocolate. There's also some subliminal messaging within, like the chocolate milk here. I don't know if that's the idea. Is like, oh, it definitely is. Of like, oh, find all the oh yeah, find six in where it's fill the blanks. Uh, see, all right. There's also no lifeguard at this. Uh, well, I think Sonny very... may be the lifeguard. Sonny's the lifeguard, yeah. and he's just too busy. He's been around on... a long time. He's just on yeah. break right now. Yeah. Can you imagine there's a lifeguard, but the lifeguard is so obsessed with drinking the water in the pool <laughs> they didn't have time to pay attention to Just hold on one second. I need a refill. Just dumps it in. Loves chlorine. Loves chlorine. Yeah. Listen, I know it's clean, man. That's man. how I know it's clean. Nothing's more pure. So one of six, man. One so I feel like six. every meal must have been wild. Oh yeah. Like, what was like? What was like the car situation with you guys getting around? Uh, growing up, we had we started we we for a while we had a uh, Yukon XL, which was a eight seater. So you had the the two front and then two sets of like uh, uh, three seats, uh, and then there was a big trunk as well. It was like I had I came. Had to be, have been like an eight foot long car. It was monstrous. Uh, that's also what I learned to drive, and so I feel point, like eight feet isn't that long for a car. Uh, Wait, good point. Yeah, because <laughs> maybe I, I'm, I'm six feet tall, and I feel like most cars are over two feet. Okay, maybe it, maybe I'm screwing up my math, but it was. Yeah, I have to think about that. No, it's probably longer. It was than long. Feet. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Look oh, at was it long? Is that the point? You're it was at? long. Okay. It was a long vehicle. Um, and it's what I also learned to drive in. So at, that's, at this point, I can pretty much yeah. drive most cars because once you learn to drive that monster, um, it's pretty easy. And then after a while, we switched over to a Honda minivan. Uh, cool. Yeah. Love uh, Hondas. Lo- love the Hondas. And then, yeah, so that was like the car situation. It was just always every trip, every car trip was just jam-packed because mm-hmm. every single seat was taken. How close were all of you in age? Uh, so the range... Soup to nuts is twelve years. So my sister is the oldest, and then my youngest brother is twelve years younger than her. Okay. Was there a lot of competition in between you guys outside of the world of like breakfast food? Like, did you guys feel like there's like a competitive edge? You know, trying to one up each other a lot. Um, I don't know if we were super competitive with each other. We definitely played like a lot of backyard games and things. Obviously, you want to win all those. But I think for the most part, we are pretty good about kind of doing our own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like three of us are more just book smart type kids, whereas the other three are more like art smart type kids. So when you try and compare like me to my one of my brothers or, you know, two of my younger siblings to each other, 
you, it's like comparing apples and oranges because like yeah he didn't have a math brain but like he could play trumpet really well it's like okay well uh so you never really had like that type of competition there's always a little bit of a drive for like my parents attention because there's six people and there's only two people that can give them that attention <laughs> uh so that was always like uh mom look at this dad look at this type thing uh but i think that was like the biggest competition of like just making sure you got your make sure you got your screen time with mom and dad right wow the screen time screen time listen yeah. whenever there's snl drama i'm like i get it <laughs> See, I, I only have I only have one sister, so for me, like we just we could each have one parent, you know. <laughs> it was it was like very clear, like there were enough parents for both of us. The ratio yeah. was good. It yes. was a good ratio. See, I feel like if you're like an only child, the ratio like it's too high again. Yeah, you know, like now like each parent has to pay attention to you. It is also nice because you you get a break too because like sometimes you just need like a timeout and to go away especially like during the holidays and stuff like where you're home a bunch for like three four straight days it's nice to be able to step away for a little bit or like go for a walk or something and like no one's like where did you go because there's ninety thousand other people floating around to talk to right mm-hmm. that's pretty cool actually yeah you just disappear yeah you just disappear i always i always wanted a lot of siblings when i was a kid like i was always kind of hoping there might be like a third or more but it was just never in the cards for us, you know? I don't really know why. I never really asked my parents. It's why a good they, Christmas they have one more? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was always kind of like, I don't know. You, it would have been kind of nice to have, like, someone younger to, like, mentor. Yeah. You yeah. know, help navigate, you know, high school. It would have been a great, like, But how TV could they have gotten better than you? I think that was the idea. It's just like, listen, we hit, we hit the top. We can't do it any better. Yeah, but I don't think they knew that when I was two. Like, I'll be... <laughs> <laughs> Like looking back, sure, yeah, but like at the time, I don't know. At the time, there was a, there was there was a lot of questions that needed answering. Right, right. It wasn't as straightforward. Oh my god, that's so. Yeah, I always wonder what it would like be the difference of it. Um. Wow, I just figure like I just even remember little stuff like just trying to get like to borrow a car to like go somewhere in Long Island. You probably had to drive everywhere, right? So like I can just see that being oh, yeah. such a hassle. <laughs> Well, the car situation wasn't too bad because we were far enough in age where by the time someone oh, below it, me got yeah. there, like we, we, we got the car when my sister and I got our license. And then by the time the next one was ready, he's about three and a half years younger than me. I went on to college. So then it kind of just rotated cleanly. And then the next one came up. And we also had this weird thing where every, actually no now it's now they all have licenses so i have to read there used to be like a very clear method my sister waited till god knows when to get her license i think she was like 18 or 19 and it was at a point where my parents were like you need to get your license because we're done driving you whereas i was at the dmv at 7 30 a.m when i was 16 to get my permit and then uh-huh. the next one did the same thing my sister did where it's like he waited till he was like 18 19 well why would you if you can get a ride everywhere I don't know. I'm more independent. I kind of like to do my own thing, as you, as you probably know. Um, so I was like, no, I want to have my license. Like, I was trying to coerce my way into getting, like, a Connecticut license because I went to high school in Connecticut. And I was like, I could get it a year earlier if I just register in Connecticut. Um, that's not legal for those who want to try that. <laughs> so it got squashed very quickly. Um, Wait, so you... Lived in Long Island, but you went to Connecticut every day for high school? No, I, I lived up in Connecticut during high school. Oh. Yeah. So what's that story? That sounds interesting. Um, I think when I was, well, I don't know, what was I? It had to be eighth eighth grade. 
yeah, it was eighth grade. Um, I think we were just kind of looking at some options. I knew we knew this kind of network of schools was up in Connecticut. It was a little bit of a smaller, smaller school. Um, I was a little bit more academically driven. Like I usually got pretty good grades and stuff in school. Uh, so it seemed like kind of a good opportunity to go up there and kind of have like a little bit of a smaller network to work through and uh, have some more opportunities for colleges and stuff. Um, it's pretty much just like going to college, but when you're four years younger. Um, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's like when you even have less like critical thinking skills, but the same opportunities that you do in college. Exactly. It's just, they keep you on a tight leash. Like every, every, almost every hour of your day was accounted for, but it was interesting. So yeah, it was a way for school and I kind of lived that college schedule where it's like you left in August and then you came back for Thanksgiving and then you went back and then you came back for December. It was cool though. I had like 10 day breaks and 20 day breaks, which was way better than like the local high schools. And I was done by May. Wow. So wasn't a bad, wasn't a bad gig. Did any of your siblings do that also? No, they all actually stuck. Uh, they stuck with the local high school. I think you just had to get out of Long Island. I just had to get out, man. Um, I think the a lot of them were kind of more music theater type folks, and the school I went to wasn't very strong, or still. I mean, it's good, but it's not still not very strong in music and theater and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So the match wasn't as good, and the other two it just didn't quite a uh, didn't quite seem to beat their interest. So my parents were fine with it we all end up three of us end up going to the same college or or go or one is currently still there uh so you know it all ends up was it like super expensive or was that personal um i think that's a question for my parents cool all right and here they are welcome they kept you out of it yeah yeah, i mean i i can imagine it was and i'm sure if i looked up you know but i don't i honestly don't have the wherewithal to know what it was like. Yeah. Where were I you? I think you got a scholarship. Yeah. Where on Long Island did you grow up? Stony Brook, or East to talk it more specifically, which is pretty far east. Not super duper far east. It's like between the city and Montauk, which Long Island is pretty. <laughs> between the city but and like Montauk. But when, when I'm saying. <laughs> That's the name of my new book. <laughs> <laughs> when I say between, I mean like actually like oh, geographically okay. yeah. 50% of the way there. <laughs> I was I like most like, of Long Island is between the city I, and Your reaction gave me the tip that off. I was like, I should probably, that's like a Newsday commercial. It's like, we cover everything between the city and Montauk. And it's like, no. Um, like geographically, if you hit, like if you cut Long Island in half from like the, you know, Brooklyn, it's pretty much around there. Um, so there's like, it's, you know, another two hours to get to Montauk roughly. It's another two, it's about two hours to get to the city. Yeah, I'm, I. That's probably the most I know about Long Island. Yeah, you have to you have to grow up there to know the, or at least have family there. Even though, well, I think a lot of people say, "Oh, my cousin lives here," and then that's about the extent of the conversation because they don't know anything about. It's one of the flyover towns, as we call it. Yeah, exactly. You just float. You just fly by it, and it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. That's mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like people say, like the flyover states, you know, like the middle of the country. They're just the states you fly over. No one goes there. Yeah, I know. Well, they they t- showed us. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm that's like, true. I don't they know. Have a little more power they, than they we definitely thought. get some attention. Yeah, I like how we're dating the podcast as just being sometime past 2016. <laughs> sometime. Yeah. In a time somewhere past 26 between the city and Montauk <laughs> is where is the general direction of this podcast. Yes, we are somewhere between L.A. and New York City. No, we're not. I lied. <laughs> Technically, yeah. we are between the city and Montauk right now. I'm actually looking at New York City. It's cool. Yeah. 
We uh, we have a really nice view right now where we're sitting. <laughs> I'm staring at Paula while he stares out the. We should just window. give everyone the address of where we're at right now. I'm sure our host would love it. <laughs> yeah, if anyone wants to stop by. Yeah, and we always release these live, <laughs> yep. so we'll still be here. There's gonna be a party at some point. <laughs> There's gonna be a Q and A in about five minutes. Um. <laughs> Cool. So then you went to college. Then I went to college Where'd in Baltimore, at Loyola, Maryland. In okay. Baltimore, uh, about 20 minutes outside the city, a little bit north of the city, so I wasn't in, in Baltimore, but uh, uh, very, very easy to get to Baltimore. And it was fun to learn about it. What, did any of your like, parents go there? Because I mentioned like, a couple of your siblings. Is no. Just, were you uh, the first one? I was the first one to go. Trendsetter. Uh, so, yeah, I was... In high school, kind of picking around colleges, and after going to a pretty small high school, I think my gut reaction was I didn't want to go to a big school. I kind of liked that interpersonal relationship. You know, it's also why I like going to places like the pit, things like that. I think you feel a little bit more at home, whereas if you go to a bigger place and you have to kind of figure yourself out a bit. So I knew I wanted to keep that, so we kind of were looking around some schools and came across the school in Baltimore called Loyola and went down there and... It was bigger than my high school, which is not a very high bar. Um, and it was so cool. Is uh, uh, all the t- all the classes were taught by professors. There weren't any TAs. Your biggest class was maybe thirty five people. Uh, that Small. that type wow. of yeah. Um, but that was like kind of my thing. I kind of like developing those relationships with people and uh, you know professors and school friends, things like that. Yeah. Uh, so it ended up being a good fit for me and. Trend setting. And I guess, you know, my next brother went to Indiana. Okay. Totally different. He was yeah. like, I want to go to a big school. That's a flyover state. It's a flyover <laughs> state. It's a flyover school. That is, it's a wild place. You get off the airport and then to get to the school, you just drive through a cornfield for about an hour. I'm not even exaggerating. You just drive through cornfields. And I then... couldn't tell if that was a bit or not because I was like, I think I've been watching a lot of Parks and Rec and I'm like, that seems right. No, yeah. not a bit. It's literally you get to the airport. It's like, we got to get to Bloomington. And it's like, okay. This and literally sounds like the Hogwarts Express. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> much it. It's just like this Is it a road. wizard school? <laughs> <laughs> um, so he went to Indiana, and then the next two went to Loyola. So one just graduated, mm-hmm. one's still there as a sophomore. So do you kind of feel like you beat your brother in that in the college choosing game? Which one? The ones that went the to one Loyola. that went to Indiana. Uh, I don't know. He, it's, I went over there and it was actually, it was a really cool, it was a really cool town, really cool experience uh, over in Bloomington. I like the decision I made. Will I say it's better than the one he made? I don't, I don't know. Uh, depends on what Why'd you're Why'd you wink? No. <laughs> Why'd I wink? Did you start doing comedy stuff in school or is that something that became part of your life afterwards? No, that came way, way after. Um, I didn't even know what. SNL was or the Tonight Show was until I was 20. two shows that you're now very involved in. <laughs> two shows now I'm very very much involved in watching. Um, until I was 24, so a year or two after I graduated college. Uh, so I'm an accountant by trade. So part of that gig is that you get your license, your CPA license, uh, which involves a lot of studying and a lot of book work and things like that. So. I forget why, but I was I came across like some clip from Jimmy Fallon when he was doing the when he was doing late night. It was before he moved over to the, to the Tonight Show, and I kind of just like liked what he was doing. I was like, oh, this is kind of fun, and it was also like a good break because it's like you watch a monologue, it's like five minutes. It's just a nice mm-hmm. mental break, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. 
Um, and then he hosted the it, this would have been whatever year he hosted the Christmas special with Justin Timberlake. So I was like, oh, I'll watch that. And then I finally start to understand, like, what SNL was. Because I never got it. I'm like, is Alec Baldwin on SNL? I don't understand. He's always there. I think we're still trying to answer that. <laughs> well, yes. It came full. At the time, it was a very reasonable question. Now it's like, I don't know. Is Ben Stiller part of the cast? Um, but started watching that. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And I started to understand, like, there's a cast. And they bring a host. And that's how the show's structured. Things like that. Uh and then something struck me where I finished my exams and I needed something to do as like a hobby. And I was like, you know what? Let me just learn. Let me get a book about it. So I got this book from Joe Toplin. And in it, he uh, he mentioned the pit. And I looked up the pit and I was like, you know what? Let me just give it a whirl and see what happens. And then, yeah. Story tells itself. No. <laughs> the yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So that's how I yeah. kind of ended up in there. Cool. Wait, I, where are you looking at me? <laughs> We're hosting the podcast right now. That's why I'm looking at you. Did you have a similar story, Paul? Like, were you doing comedy in college? No, it was as simple as um, uh, my best friend Ben went to Ryder, and his roommate uh, was this guy, Dan Florio. Um, I didn't know that. And so I would go visit Ben a lot, and I'd hang out with Dan, and uh, we had the same comedy kind of beats and everything and then sometime after we graduated he just hit us up and he's like i want to start a sketch comedy group and he was like oh and your friend paul's funny have him come also <laughs> that was exactly <laughs> that was it <laughs> okay yeah cool. and now he's a uh he's just wrapping up his latest film looks pretty cool Nice. So I could say I knew him and I had a small role in my, you I was were gonna, it. Too. I was going to say, I'm like, I don't know. If you look at the improv scene in it, you'll see some familiar. Well, actually, no, they won't. There's a podcast crap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you'll hear some familiar voices. I'm just picturing there's a camera going. And it's just, no, we'll no, put a picture of no. Mike and Paul in the show notes so everyone can there we go. get a little oh, preview. That'd be great. Yeah, uh, now you go. <laughs> no, I I had always wanted to in college, but I think I was too nervous to like actually do anything. Mm. You know, it always looked like one of those things that looked fun, but I just never never did. And then yeah, I'd been out in the city for like a year and a half. No, like half a year. And then I signed up for an improv class. I was like, oh, it's kind of fun. And then did a little bit of stand up, and now starting some sketch stuff up. So you know, yeah, sanding kind of, your way through it. Yeah. Mm. You know, just gotta. It's all about crossing, uh, crossing boxes off a checklist. <laughs> I think that's actually what they say on the house team requirements. It's just like, here, did you cross all these boxes yeah. off the checklist? And once you hit all those, then you're famous. No comments. <laughs> that's, cool. That's, there's so much truth, like harsh truth to that statement. <laughs> Especially if you ever like work with someone who, uh, it's doing something that they don't normally do, and it's like, I, I just want to try to know I could do it, you know, type of yeah. thing. Yeah, You're like, oh, cool. <laughs> sure. I really like this, but cool. It's glad you're... I, I, this is like something I'm passionate about. I'm sure it's just like something to show your Instagram followers. That's cool. Yeah. Well, they got to know. The Insta got to know. They got to know. Yeah. Both I... the close friends and the not close friends. <laughs> oh, that close friends thing is like throwing me off. Oh, yeah. Because now I'm like looking at everyone's like stories and I'm seeing if like I have the green ring. And then the ones I don't see the green ring for, I'm like, I don't, wait, what did I do wrong? Wait, wait, what's the green ring? I don't I don't know what this is. So it's, 
Instagram has this new, or maybe it's been around for years by the time we released this episode, uh, <laughs> feature called like Close Friends. Uh-huh. And basically, you can post things to like your Insta story that only your close friends can see. Oh. I thought that's what we how were do you, referencing. How do you find what your close friends are? Well, I didn't are. know what it was. Well, I, so you, I just saw you have it. to set them yourself. <laughs> I'm not doing that. But if you I'm see out. someone's story and there's like a green ring around it, that means you're one of their close friends. Oh, so I got it. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm going to pick like five people who I don't speak to <laughs> and make them my close friends. That's actually really funny. I just want to make it like all the spam accounts that follow me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also thinking like, Sometimes where it's like I can't post anything because I told someone I was going to be somewhere else at the time. So if I live, if I if I make a story that I'm here right now, it kind of screws it up. But so I'd like that I could like just kind of block them out of this one. And be like, yeah, not real quick. Yeah, we've all done that. Have you ever like said you did something on a different day? Because I I was filming, oh, yeah, all I, the I was time. filming something with somebody and he was like, I was supposed to be at this other thing. So whatever you do, like you cannot post this today right so it's like we all just agreed to post it the next day oh yeah i've totally done i've just pretended it happened a different point in time i was like oh yeah no 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 that shoot happened not at noon when we had the meeting it happened at 7 p.m don't mind the clock in the background that one's off <laughs> it's and the very bright sun outside and the very bright sun outside it's fake sun because yeah. we wanted to confuse people yep it's a very good movie it was a really <laughs> high-end film yeah, lots of budget for extra sons. We signed Ben Affleck. <laughs> well, this close friends thing is really... Oh, that's funny, though. Can you make different groupings? I think it's just one, like, close friends group. Oh. Yeah. It'd be kind of fun you do, like, close friends. You could also... But also have a closer group called close enemies. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep them close. I know, yeah. exactly. <laughs> just do that. Just do, like, all the people that, like... You're keeping an eye on, you know, all the people that are sketching you out. <laughs> and all of them are just like you looking at them and just doing the two eyes. I'm totally going to start making the most random yeah. group of people, my close friends, I do that, that none of them will actually be. Like, they'll be like, oh, Paul must, Paul must be lonely. Have it be like if these, I like, made this list. Only be like people from like high school that like you haven't talked to in years, <laughs> but like. You know, we're like kind of acquaintances. Yeah, I, I think it's even funnier to be people that you've you, you see in real life, but only like once a year, mm. but still actively see them because it also has the potential that this will come up at some <laughs> point. You know, it's like Paul. I noticed you think I'm one of your close friends. Like, yeah, we hang out all the time, at least once a year. I see you trying it into my live chats. <laughs> it's virtually like hanging out. Yeah, I, I when I view your Insta story, it's like I was there with you, and you know that. The, isn't that like one of those weird things though, where like you like when you, someone posts a lot, and you really feel like you like get to know them and like know what they're doing, but then like yeah. they you never post anything, so they don't really know what's going on with you, and you hang out, and you're like, I know everything that you've been doing. It's like, like one of those mirrors that you can only see through one way. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> ah, what a great metaphor for yeah. it. Yeah. I thank you. I yeah. like it. <laughs> Oh, I should post more. That's what I take away from this. Yeah, I always feel like that. I'm like, I, I'm always thinking like, oh, like no one actually cares what I'm doing. But that's I strangely care what people are doing. And I will say this. I have like one of these guys I know. He like obnoxiously, obnoxiously posts like everything he does. But like as a joke, like he's in on the joke. Uh-huh. It'll be like waiting for a bus. <laughs> Still waiting. You know, and I find it 
hilarious. But it's at the point where I'm like, I know his date. <laughs> I know exactly what yeah. he did all day. But I think it's so funny that he'll 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 only post like the most mundane aspects of his life, and I think that's genius. Yeah, I think it is one of those things too. That's like, I don't know if I really care what people are doing, but I look at it. Yeah, exactly. You know, like like if I were to go through my Instagram stories, I don't know how many people I'd be like, wow, like I really care what you're doing every day. But it is like, oh, it's like interesting to see, you know. Exactly. It's like salmon twice in one week. You crazy motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get that poisoning. You're going to get that. Listen, that mercury here, it's in retrograde. Wait, I eat eat salmon more than twice a week. Well, you're going to fucking die. Oh, Paul, no. No. Um, Cool. Well, we are just about at time, Mike. All right. Do you have anything else you want to add before we reveal our ratings? Um, no, I, I think my one thing is if you, if you commit to be somewhere, just, just be there. Make sure you're Agreed. present and make sure you show up to the things you agree to. Don't, you know, everyone oversleep, set an alarm. Um, they have them on your phones now. It's really cool. Just spitballing some random things that come this to my mind. This is for our listeners out there. <laughs> I think it's great that all three of us are on the exact same page about that. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. So Cocoa Puffs, you know, I thought this was very good. It was very intense. Uh, I don't think I could eat one bowl. I don't think I could eat more than one bowl of this at once. Um, Cocoa Puffs, I'm going to give you two out of four stars. Wait, I thought we were on a 10 system. You know, I think that every cereal begets its own rating system. (laughs) Okay, so this is out of four? Well, you can rate it however you want. (laughs) This is not consistent. I'm going to go... I'm going to go with two and a half stars. It's going to get the extra half because it's, it's something that's... It's good, not great. But every time I finish it, I'm like, oh, I can go for another spoonful. <laughs> it's a very, it has this addicting quality that I'm sure is very much on purpose. I'm going to say, as a breakfast, probably like two stars out of four. But as a snack, I think I'm going to give it three and a half stars out of four. Oh, three and a half. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Serial Thrillers. We'll catch you next time. It's your boys, Paul, <laughs> Nick, and Mike. Wait, 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 wait. Bye.